You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week, we will be bringing you a pub quiz style program with five rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each. We also start every episode with a bonus anagram, which will be due at the end of the episode after the answers for round five. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available on our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use to answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go, because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 75 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I am your host, Kelly Sharon, and I'm joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi there. 75. That feels like a big number. It does. I didn't plan anything special. I'm only wearing sweatpants. <laughs> I blew it. Shoot. More to come. Well, I would just like to say, Kelly, I really appreciate that you're my co-pilot on this wild ride. Happy 75. Yeah. Here's to 75 more. Whoa. Whoa. So February is a really short month. I feel like we just put up the visual round and it's time to reveal those answers at the end of this episode. So I hope that you all had a chance to check it out. Also, a little five-star review shout out from Megan Decker and her roommates. It was titled The Best Podcast Ever, which we've never claimed, but love to read. We'll take it, though. Nowhere to go but down. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Megan is a college student and has been listening with her roommates. Apparently, on one occasion, they listened for 13 hours straight, which is really incredible. Really appreciate such a sweet review and your continued listenership. Thank you, Megan, and roommates. All right, it's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five, so you have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram this week is a panic load. A P A N I C L O A D. And the question that goes with this anagram is. What tropical rum-based cocktail originated in Puerto Rico and combines flavors of coconut and pineapple? Moving on to round one. Round number one is called Care Bear Stare. All of the answers in this general knowledge round will include a name of one of the Care Bear characters. Question number one. Due to feline dwarfism and an adorable underbite, What internet celebrity animal was the subject of countless humorlessly negative, cynical memes? This American treasure and beloved pet passed away in 2019 at the age of seven. Who was she? Question number two. This 1992 album was the ninth studio release from the British rock band The Cure, and the band's most commercially successful to date, including the hit song, Friday, I'm in Love. What was its title? Question number three. This Procter & Gamble deodorant was introduced in 1956 and has advertised such taglines as stress-tested for women and strong enough for a man made for a woman. What is this brand? Question number four. What 1995 epic historical fiction film swept the Academy Awards 
winning five Oscars, including Best Picture and Best Director. In 2019, a spin-off sequel, Robert the Bruce, was released. What is this film? Question number five. Otters and cubs and bears, oh my. What does the gay slang term F-O-D stand for? The phrase references the Wizard of Oz and dates back to World War II when homosexual acts were illegal in the United States. Question number six. What is the festive shared song title that was released by the Beatles in 1968, the Sugar Cubes in 1988, and Katy Perry in 2013? Question number seven. What 2005 historical drama film was written and directed by and starred George Clooney and was released in black and white? Question number eight. What is the name of the Indian social media and social networking service that offers features that enable users to private message and exchange videos, jokes, songs, and other content? This popular platform has over 160 million monthly active users. What is it called? We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round one, Care Bear Stare. I used to love Care Bears. Me too. So cute. Just little moods on their tummies. Ah, they're super cute. Love it. Question number one. The internet celebrity cat and meme star that passed away in 2019 is Grumpy Cat. And a fun fact is Grumpy Cat's actual name was Tartar Sauce. Which is adorable. Adorable. Cutest cat ever. So sad that she only lived to be seven. I know. Gone too soon. Definitely gone too soon. There are a lot of other internet celebrities that I would have traded their passing for grumpy cats. (laughs) (laughs) Shall I go on? Yeah. Can you name them specifically? I could. (laughs) Question number two. This 1992 album from The Cure that included the hit song, Friday I'm in Love, is Wish. It's a good album. It's one of their more like poppy mainstream albums, if that's your thing. Yeah. Hey, Kel. Yeah. Should we guess what was on the Care Bears tummies with all of these answer reveals? Oh, yeah. Okay. Grumpy. I remember. Do you remember? Thunderstorm. Yeah. A little rain cloud. Cute. He was like the Eeyore of the bunch. But, you know, a necessary inclusion with any social circle, or at least that's what I tell myself. (laughs) Followed by, thanks for putting up with me, guys. Yeah. How many times have I told you thanks for putting up with me? Too many. (laughs) I'm always like, can you shut up? Thank you. You're always like, it's easy. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's not. I do it every day. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Wish Bear. What was on his little tummy? I think it's a shooting star. Yeah. Yeah. Question number three. The deodorant with the taglines stress tested for women 
and strong enough for a man made for a woman is secret. I hate those taglines. So unnecessary. It's garbage. Like that we experience emotional stress, but not as much physical stress as men. It's like, ugh. Silly. It is silly. That's one word for it, Cal. It's just silly. Secret bear. I think he had like a little heart-shaped padlock. Oh, that's cute. I don't remember Secret Bear. Yeah, he did. Well, that's adorable. I looked up the design and then it was like, is Secret Bear a boy or a girl? Um, it's a cartoon bear. How about that's that? That's ridiculous. I need to know. I need to know. Sounds like the same person behind the secret ad campaign is behind that question. <laughs> right. Ridiculous. Question number four. The 1995 epic war film that swept the Academy Awards is Braveheart. So I forget what was on the tummy of Braveheart Bear, but I remember he was like some sort of a lion hybrid and he totally had this mane and I think he also had like a lion tail. Oh, apparently Braveheart is a Care Bear cousin. Oh, yes. He's got a little crown on a heart on his tummy. But he's got like a flowing mane too. He does. I love it. He debuted in the Care Bears movie, which was like my jam in the 80s. Yeah. Question number five. Dating back to World War II, the gay slang term F-O-D stands for friend of Dorothy. Zach actually introduced me to this term. I was totally unaware of it, which is funny. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Friend bear. I forget. I think that there are flowers. You're right. There are two flowers on his belly. Cutie. Total cutie. <laughs> Question number six. The festive shared song title released by The Beatles... The Sugar Cubes and Katy Perry is Birthday. Okay, I think Birthday Bear had the cupcake. For sure. We're way too into Care Bears. <laughs> Whatever the equivalent of like bronies is, but with Care Bears. Totally. <laughs> we are all in. That's us right now. Yeah. Question number seven. The 2005 black and white historical drama film that was written and directed by its star, George Clooney, is Good Night and Good Luck. This was the shamrock one. Yeah. I had this one too. <laughs> good night bear also sounds like a care bear, but it is not. It does. The good night bear is actually sleepy time bear. Is that right? Bedtime bear? Bingo. Oh my gosh. It says bedtime bear appears usually suggesting that the group should take a nap. That's you. <laughs> he also decides to take a nap on the branch of a sentient tree, causing it to snap and break, soon making a song number start. <laughs> <laughs> a real party guy. Question number eight. The name of the popular Indian social media and networking service that has over 160 million monthly active users is ShareChat. ShareBear, what's on his tummy? I forget. I do not remember. Two intersecting heart lollipops. I'd share a heart lollipop with you. I'd prefer to share a drink, but neither seems very COVID friendly at the moment. Sad. But speaking of drinks. Moving on to round two. Round number two is our audio round. This one is called Bottomless. It is a brunch-themed music round featuring song titles that you might find on a brunch menu. You will get a half point for song title and a half point for recording artist. One.
too. Three. I think I know I mean uh, yes, but it's all wrong. That is, I think I disagree. Let me take you down, I'm going to... Four. Your sister splashed out on the bottle. Now no one's celebrating. the answers for round two bottomless song number one was lady marmalade by patty labelle song number two was biscuits by casey musgraves song number three was strawberry fields forever by the beatles Song number four was Champagne Problems by Taylor Swift. Champagne problems. Song number five was The Blacker the Berry by Kendrick Lamar. Song number six was Banana Pancakes by Jack Johnson. Make you banana pancakes, pretend like it's the wind. Song number seven was Bacon by Nick Jonas featuring Ty Dolla Sign. And song number eight was Peaches by the Presidents of the United States of America. All of these menu items sound delicious. Yeah, I'll have them all. 
Keep them coming. Except for bacon. I actually don't like bacon. I'll have veggie bacon. It's one of those things that when I say I don't like bacon, people are just like, whoa. Like it blows their mind because everybody loves bacon. It's like chewy and fatty and waxy. Yeah. I'll have the plant-based variety. Indeed. When I was purchasing these songs, because I have to buy all the dang songs for these music rounds, the cover art for the Nick Jonas bacon single is ridiculous. It's just a close-up picture of his face, and there's just glass being shattered all around his face that is, like, obviously CGI, and it's just bacon. I was like, what is going on? I don't understand. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. Moving on to round three. Round number three is called We'll Never Be Royals. This round is on the British monarchy and royal family. And speaking of royals... Our tater, Megan Decker, with our five-star review shout-out, has also called Zach Katz a king. So he's officially part of the British royal family now. I would say unofficially, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that how it works? No? And I would also say he's more of a queen, but, you know. But here we are. Here we are. Still relative. Question number one. What member of the royal family was dubbed the world's number one celebrity by Reader's Digest in 1985? Question number two. Owning approximately 30 of these personal pets, what is Queen Elizabeth II's favorite breed of dog? Question number three. What king of England was gifted a polar bear by a Norwegian king in 1252? The bear was kept in the Tower of London and taken down to the River Thames every morning to swim and catch fish. Question number four. Between the years of 1949 and 1951, what island country did the queen and Prince Philip live in? Question number five. This member of the royal family and likely future queen consort promised to love, comfort, honor, and keep her husband on her wedding day in 2011, but omitted the traditional word obey. Who is she? Question number six. Who is the Duchess of Cornwall and current wife of Prince Charles? Question number seven. What queen was in power when the 1707 Acts of Union occurred, uniting the kingdoms of England and Scotland as a single sovereign state known as Great Britain? This queen's reign was plagued by health issues and tragedy. Who is she? Question number eight. This former king of the United Kingdom and great-grandson to Queen Victoria competed in the men's doubles tournament at Wimbledon in 1926, a decade before his reign. Who is he? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers.
Here are the answers for round three. We'll never be royals. And we'll never be royals. Question number one. The royal family member, dubbed the world's number one celebrity by Reader's Digest in 1985, is Princess Diana. I know it was a sign of the times, but sometimes I wonder how she would look with a better hairdo that's less like Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> that hairdo is so iconic. <laughs> Women in their you know, late 20s and 30s would just fluff it up like a grandma back in the 80s. I was like, whoa. It's weird. Weird times. I mean, she was still gorgeous, but whatever. Oh, yeah. Stunning. Question number two. Owning approximately 30, Queen Elizabeth II's favorite breed of dog is corgis. Pop quiz, Kel. Yes. List one of the corgis' names. Oh, gosh. I don't even think I can. What about Brutus and Lowrider? <laughs> I didn't even know those. I just made them up. I'm just kidding. But they are little lowrider dogs. They're so dang cute. They're really cute. And they always look like happy little foxes. And then they have those little spiral whorls on their buns. I can't. I was going to say, it's the butt. The butt is just so like. So cute. Ah! I know. I know. You just want to squeeze it. <laughs> you better not. Just want to squeeze it. But like 30? 30 is too many. But like, don't you think they probably have the best time ever? <laughs> yeah. I'm into it. Question number three. The king of England that was gifted a polar bear by a Norwegian king in 1252 was Henry III. Um, so I'd rather be gifted a corgi than a polar bear. It's a lot of work on that uh, animal upkeep. Kind of a high maintenance pet right there and also a little bit dangerous maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't want a polar bear gift. Question number four. Between the years of 1949 and 1951, the island country that the Queen and Prince Philip lived on was Malta. All I know is this is where the crown opens. <laughs> Question number five. The royal family member who promised to love, comfort, honor, and keep her husband on her wedding day in 2011, but omitted the traditional word obey is Kate Middleton. Good for her to omit the word obey. Very unnecessary. Yeah. And like, the other words seem like a lot of work as is, so we don't need to also obey. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> this is a tall order. <laughs> sure. I mean, not as tall of an order as also having to care for a polar bear, but yeah. <laughs> Who knew being a royal was so much work? And a fun fact is that Kate was actually the first royal bride with a college degree. Question number six. The Duchess of Cornwall and current wife of Prince Charles is Camilla Parker Bowles. Question number seven. The queen in power during the 1707 Acts of Union, whose reign was plagued by health issues and tragedy, is Queen Anne. And for those of you who haven't watched the movie The Favorite, it is all about Queen Anne and also has some queer twists and is an excellent film. Question number eight. The king and great-grandson to Queen Victoria, who competed in the men's doubles tournament at Wimbledon in 1926, is George VI. Moving on to round four. 
round number four is called Say My Name. This celebrity pop culture round features famous people who are known by their pseudonyms rather than the names given to them at birth. Question number one. What Grammy award-winning entertainer performed at the 2021 presidential inauguration five years after winning a Golden Globe for her performance in the miniseries American Horror Story Hotel? Question number two. Nicknamed the Duke, this American actor was a popular icon throughout the golden age of Hollywood cinema, best known for his starring roles in Western films. Who is he? Question number three. Born Belle Calice Almanzar, this New York City native became an internet celebrity and reality TV series star, before releasing her debut studio album, Invasion of Privacy, in 2018, which debuted at number one on the Billboard charts and launched her rap career. Who is she? Question number four. Although linked to many powerful and famous men, this former Pabst Beer commercial actress, movie star, and Golden Age sex symbol was married three times, once to James Doherty, once to Joe DiMaggio, and once to Arthur Miller. Who was she? Question number five. Born Elizabeth Woolridge Grant, the singer-songwriter, majored in philosophy at Fordham University, before releasing her debut single, Video Games, which went viral in 2011 and landed her a record deal. Who is she? Question number six. This legendary writer was raised in Missouri, but spent time as a minor in California, where he overheard a story that inspired him to write The Celebrated Jumping Frog of Calaveras County. Who is he? Question number seven. Born Reginald Kenneth Dwight, this legendary English musician has collaborated with lyricist Bernie Taupin, on more than 30 albums. In 1998, he was knighted by Queen Elizabeth II for services to music and charitable services. Who is he? Question number eight. Born Mark Sinclair, this American actor known for his action and superhero blockbusters, is most famous for portraying Dominic Toretto in the Fast and Furious franchise. Who is he? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round four, Say My Name. Question number one. The entertainer who performed at the 2021 presidential inauguration five years after winning a Golden Globe for her performance in American Horror Story Hotel is Lady Gaga. Whose original name was Stephanie Germanata. I don't think she could be more talented if she tried. No. Incredible. 
Question number two. Nicknamed the Duke, the popular icon of the golden age of cinema, known for his Western films, is John Wayne. Whose adorable original name was Marion Morrison. Yeah, keep that name. I want him to go by Marion. Such a cute name. Doesn't fit with his butch exterior and bad behavior. Not a great guy. Question number three. Born Belcalis Almanzar, the New York City native reality TV star and successful rapper who released the album Invasion of Privacy, is Cardi B. She's the best. So she took her name from Bacardi, the alcohol, and it's funny because her sister also took the name Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> a good duo. This is quite a pair. I like that. I approve. Yeah, absolutely. Question number four. The actress, movie star, and golden age sex symbol who is married three times is Marilyn Monroe. Whose original name was Norma Jean Mortensen. I wonder why she changed her name from Norma. I feel like Norma is like the sexiest name ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute though. Oh, it is cute, but it's very like lunch lady. For sure. Whereas she was just... Not lunch lady. A hot pot. Yeah. Not a casserole. <laughs> no. Question number five. Born Elizabeth Woolridge Grant, the musician and philosophy major who released the single Video Games in 2011, is Lana Del Rey. That song is my favorite of hers to date. It's a gorgeous song. I did not know that she was a philosophy major. It does not surprise me. She seems moody and angsty. For sure. Question number six. The writer who was raised in Missouri and penned the celebrated Jumping Frog of Calaveras County, inspired by a story overheard while mining in California, is Mark Twain. Whose original name was Samuel Clemens. Question number seven. Born Reginald Kenneth Dwight, the musician with more than 30 albums, who was knighted in 1998, by Queen Elizabeth II is Elton John. Question number eight. Born Mark Sinclair, the Fast and Furious actor, is Vin Diesel. I've never really understood the appeal here. No, no, no. It's not for me. I've also never seen a Fast and Furious film, though. I think I saw, like, one of them. It's hard to know, you know? Mm-hmm. It's hard to know, you know? Moving on to round five. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. What is the term for an elaborate melodic solo sung with accompaniment in an opera? Question number two. What European capital city experienced deadly attacks in November of 2015 when terrorists armed with guns and bombs descended on six locations, resulting in the deaths of over 120 people? Question number three. What iconic song was recorded by Frank Sinatra in 1979 but was originally written and performed in a Martin Scorsese film of the same title by Liza Minnelli. Question number four. What 1972 John Waters exploitation comedy film 
boasted the tagline, an exercise in poor taste, and featured a scene where actor Divine consumed dog feces. Question number five. What 1883 Robert Louis Stevenson adventure novel was originally titled The Sea Cook, A Story for Boys? Question number six. What desert covers the northern portion of Africa stretching from the Red Sea to the Atlantic Ocean? Question number seven. What 1981 epic medieval fantasy film retells the legend of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table and was based on the 15th century romance La Morte de Arthur? It's connection time, and question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And just as a reminder, the bonus anagram will be due at the end of this round. Here are the answers for round five, our connection round. Question number one. The term for an elaborate melodic solo sung with accompaniment in an opera is an aria. Can you please provide an example, Kelly? No. <laughs> Why? No. Not even a little bit. <laughs> Try. Nope. Question number two. The European capital city where the deadly attacks took place in November of 2015 was Paris. That was really intense. Uh, yeah, it was. And it was just followed by a bunch of Americans posting on Facebook the one time that they went to the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> and if they didn't actually have any Eiffel Tower pictures of themselves, then it was just one of those French flag filter. It's like, got it. It's like we were all Parisian that day. I wasn't. I'm joking. <laughs> I was horrified and I felt horrible, but I wasn't like, can I work this into my own personal... Uh... I would like to slap my face on this trauma, even though I was not there and did not experience it. Question number three. The iconic 1979 Frank Sinatra song that was originally written and performed by Liza Minnelli is... New York, New York. Question number four. The John Waters film that boasted the tagline, An Exercise in Poor Taste, is... Pink Flamingos. I feel like all of his films could boast that tagline. Yeah, it's more of like the uh, tagline of his entire body of work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love him. Question number five. The 1883 Robert Louis Stevenson adventure novel that was originally titled The Sea Cook, A Story for Boys is Treasure Island. I think that that title change was for the better. Yeah, that's not a catchy title. A story for boys. Give me a break. Ugh, brother. Deodorant for girls, stories for boys. No, thank you. It's too much. Gender reveal parties. Get out of here. French flag filters. 
Do you want more of our thoughts? Yeah, right. <laughs> Question number six. The desert that covers the northern portion of Africa is the Sahara. Question number seven. The 1981 epic medieval fantasy film that retells the legend of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table is Excalibur. Tighten up ye bodice and fetch me a turkey leg, milady. Oh my god. <laughs> Headed straight for the Renaissance Fair there. Same time, right? No? Yeah, it's, it's great. I love it. <laughs> question number eight. And the answer to question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. And we had answers like... Aria. Paris. New York, New York. Pink Flamingos. Treasure Island. The Sahara. And Excalibur. And all of those answers included names of famous Las Vegas hotels. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Before we get to the bonus anagram of the week, it's time to reveal the answers to February's visual round. Our visual round this month was called Let's Make Some Noise and featured professional sports team mascots. For each point, you had to name the professional sports team the mascot represents. Image number one was from the Detroit Lions. I don't like that lion's hairdo. It's a weird straightener action happening. Image number two was from the Philadelphia Phillies. Image number three is from the Phoenix Suns. That one's scary looking. He's doing a slam dunk. Yeah, with a gorilla mask on. That must be insanely hard. Woo! I imagine that the uncropped photo also involves a mini trampoline. Oh, big time. Image number four is from the San Antonio Spurs. And it looks like um, some cracked out coyote. Yeah, some swirly eyes. Image number five is from the Utah Jazz. Nothing says jazz like a grizzly bear with a headband. A cute headband. And shades. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. No, it's not cute. It's scary. <laughs> Image number six is from the Houston Astros. Image number seven is from the Denver Nuggets. It's like some weird sort of mountain lion cat sitch. But like not furry. It's like sleek looking. Yeah, I think that might have been a cost issue. <laughs> There's a hole in the back of his shorts that has this tail poking out that looks really disturbing. And the tail is in a lightning strike. Like a little lightning strike. Pow pow, check out my tail, splitting my trousers. Go team. Pow pow. <laughs> and image number eight is from the San Diego Padres. A new visual round for the month of March will be going up on our website this week, so make sure you check that out. Returning to our bonus anagram of the week, our bonus anagram this week was a panic load. I hate those, don't you? They're so embarrassing. Ugh, oh, big time. <laughs> Sorry. And the question for this anagram was, what tropical rum-based cocktail originated in Puerto Rico and combines flavors of coconut and pineapple? And the answer is piña colada. A panic load scrambles up to be piña colada. Do you like piña coladas? Oh, of course. Do you like getting caught in the rain? Yes. How about making love at midnight? It's a little late. <laughs> yes, I like
Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or feedback. Our email address is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com and our website is triviatimepodcast.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for weekly round reveals, free answers, and bonus questions. That wraps up this episode of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Kelly Sharon, and I've been joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. We hope you enjoyed listening and playing along. If you did, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. We might even give you a shout out in a future episode. Our background and answer break music this week was Concentric by Scan Globe. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California. Special thanks to Zach, Lydia, Abe, and all of our trivia buddies. Until next time, later, later taters. If you were Care Bear, who would you be? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I always like the grumpy one. No, that one's taken. I'm grumpy. He had the thunderstorm, right? Yeah. Yeah, I liked that one. Mm, I guess we can both be grumpy bears. Okay, thanks. I think my phone jack is a little testy. Sure. A little testy jack. <laughs> Gross. Well, most Americans don't know the difference in spelling desert versus desert. So there you go. So there you go. Uh, every time they said desert, half of the drawings were like of a milkshake. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. Aww. It reminded me, though, recently I saw a post. It happened after the whole capital insurrection nonsense. And it said, when all this is over, we need to have a serious talk about capital versus capital. That's incredible. <laughs> We need to discuss the uses of our A's versus O's. Thank you. Uh, yeah, exactly. When we simmer down, we also need to get this right. The 1981 epic medieval fantasy film that retells the legend of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table is Excalibur. Tighten up ye bodice and fetch me a turkey leg, milady. Oh my god. <laughs> Say something and call me your lord, please. Okay. Uh <laughs> just for fun. Uh Oh my god, so begrudging. Sorry. No. Tall orders apparently. Compliment my cod piece. Your what? <laughs> cod piece. What did you What's that? <laughs> Look up cod piece. I don't even know. Oh my god, what is this? Is this a weird penis pouch? <laughs> it's like the covering over their junk that they'll like bejewel. I've never heard of this before. Uh -huh. I hate this. <laughs> what a bejeweled cod piece you don, my lord. Does that make you happy? <laughs> so happy you have no idea. <laughs> Apparently our friendship doesn't include role playing. Whatever. <laughs> the cod piece should be brought back because it can help men today command a room like a man. Oh, god damn it. What? But remember, the cod piece is supposed to accentuate and not dominate. Um. Maintain eye contact and talk about others. <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, my God. To make the cup look more sophisticated, try painting a design on the outside of it, like flames or dragons or an axe or maybe just a smiley face. <laughs> no. Um, I'm going to vote no on the flames, but yes on the axe. <laughs>
also no on the smiley face. It's just a smiley face? Yeah, so you're supposed to put a smiley face on your cod piece and expect eye contact? Yeah, exactly. Come on now. I can't with that. <laughs> can't either. Sorry, I took you on this medieval <laughs> yeah. adventure. Ugh. I didn't want to go on it. <laughs>